ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from his own bedroom, your host, Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's up, what's up, what's up, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony, alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's November, it's getting, it's getting quite, quite, quite chilly outside, quite windy, if I do say so myself, uh, but on top of that, it's Thanksgiving, not Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, <clears throat> and, you know, we're getting ready to close out 2021, hell of a year, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the first season of the wait, the critically acclaimed first season of The Flash. Now I know what you're saying, isn't that isn't it that stupid CW show that's just completely hot dog water right now? Yes, but at one point it was good, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you what, we're going to be reviewing possibly one of the best seasons in the entire Arrowverse out there. All right, one of the best, possibly one of the best, if not the best. All right, um. <clears throat> Let me just start off by saying that uh, this is one of those uh, shows where I just wish I could watch it again for the first time because it was just that that good, you know. I mean, yeah, sure, you could watch it over and over and over again now that it's an that now that it's on Netflix. But I mean, it's not the same as watching it as a, the first time for the first time ever, and you know, experiencing the emotions for the first time. It's not the same as that. <clears throat> And uh, this I ju- this is just a show that I wish I could watch over for the first time again. So I I mean it sounds you know good, but at the same time it's kind of bad because you know I'm like fuck man I'm gonna have to watch I'm gonna have to see how they you know fucking drove it down <laughs> into into a fucking ground real bad. Um, but I don't know we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how they do with their eighth season. But um, yeah no I highly recommend the season and I haven't even gotten into it. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so spread the word, and most of all, keep those plays up. We are almost at 2,000, or I don't know, but point is, we're going to hit 2,000 by the end of this year. It has to happen. I know it will happen. I believe, people. I believe. Tony believes. All right, folks, enough banter. Let's get straight into today's episode. Sit back, relax, crack open a beer, soda, and or water, and enjoy, folks, because this is The Flash Season 1. Okay, so for those of you that are new to the podcast, um, here's how it goes. Sort of, I get, I give off sort of a premise. Then we take a look at the characters, recap the season, give it our opinions, and you know, just pretty much wrap it up. So, um, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, The Flash is a superhero television drama series developed by Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kreisberg, and Jeff Johns, airing on the CW. It is based off the Barry Allen incarnation of DC Comics character The Flash, a costume superhero crime fighter with the power to move at superhuman speeds. The show is actually a spin-off from Arrow, existing in the same fictional universe known as the Arrowverse. If you guys want to check out our reviews for Arrow season 1 and season 2, feel free to go ahead and check out season 1 episode 15 for season 1 of Arrow and season 2 episode 9 for our episode of season 2 of Arrow. 
Um, <clears throat> anyways, the series follows Barry Allen, who's portrayed by Grant Gustin, who is a crime scene investigator who gains superhuman speed that and uses it to fight criminals, including others who have also gained superhuman abilities. Initially envisioned as a backdoor pilot, the positive reception Gustin received during his two appearances as Barry during the season two episodes of Arrow led to executives choosing a de uh, to develop a full pilot to make use of a larger budget and help flesh out Barry's world in more detail. The series is primarily filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and it first premiered in North America on October 7th, 2014, where the pilot became the second most watched premiere in the history of the CW. It has also been well received by critics and audiences who won the People's Choice Awards for favorite new TV drama in 2014. The series, together with Arrow, has spun characters out of their own, sh uh, out to their own shows like Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl, which premiered on January 21st, 2016. The series was renewed for an eighth season in February of 2021, and it is set to premiere two weeks from now, <clears throat> on November 16th, 2021. All right. Oof, okay, so, let's take a look at our characters. First up, we got Barry Allen, aka The Flash. He is, he's a CSI, very handsome, well, not handsome, I'm not crushing on him, shut up. Uh, he's just, he's, he's just cool. He's just a very cool Barry Allen, you know? He's a nerd, he's a CSI, he has a stupid crush, he can run really fast. What else is more to this guy? Anyways, next up, we got Iris West. She is Barry's, um, she's the lowest lane to his Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the first season, she's kind of a bitch. I mean, she's like that the entire show because the writers made it like that. It kind of sucks. But, you know. I guess, uh, that's, that's, you play, you play with the cards you're dealt with. Yeah. Next up, we got Caitlyn Snow. Uh, she's Barry's physical, uh, she's a doctor, basically a teen doctor. She always helps Barry whenever he gets fucking, his ass kicked, all right? He also, she also gives him motivational speeches, and at some point, something might have happened between them, but because the writers suck balls at writing, nothing ever became of it. Next up, we got Eddie Thon, Iris West's boyfriend, and the guy Barry has to worry about. Next up, Cisco Ramon. He's the team prankster, team jokester, Barry's best friend. Uh, not since childhood, just ever since he joined Star Labs. Uh, next up, we got Harrison Wells, the mind and money behind Star Labs, and Cisco and Caitlin's mentor. He's also so Someone Barry looks up to and actually saved them <clears throat> after being struck by lightning. Next up, we got Joe West, Barry's adopted father and Iris's actual dad. He's overall a very cool black guy who just he's a cop, he's just very cool, and and, 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 and he's just cool. Just know that Joe West is one of the coolest motherfuckers out there in the Arrowverse. That's all you gotta know, cuz alright, 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 alright. Um, that's pretty much it on main characters, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Alright, so, let's get straight into the recap. So, our story opens up on Barry Allen, a forensic crime scene assistant for the Central City Police Department. He gets struck by lightning during a storm that is created after a particle accelerator from Star Labs explodes. He ends up in a coma for nine months, and when he awakes, he's at Star Labs, having been placed in the care of its founder, Harrison Wills, and his assistants, Dr. Caitlin Snow and Cisco Ramon. Barry learns that he can move at extraordinary speeds and that there are other metahumans created from the explosion, one of them being Clyde Martin. He's, robbed, he's been 
he's back around robbing banks with the ability to control the weather. And in order to stop Martin, Barry is outfitted with a suit that is designed by Cisco and can withstand his high speeds. He tracks down Martin and Detective with the help of Detective Joe West, who learns of Barry's abilities. Barry is able to stop Martin, who is killed by Joe. And with his new powers, Barry vows to exonerate his father, Henry Allen, who was incarcerated for murdering his wife, Nora Allen, whom Barry witnessed at a young age being killed by another metahuman. He chooses the alias The Flash as his alter ego. Wells secretly reveals sorry, secretly revealed to be neither paraplegic nor needing glasses, reads a newspaper from the year 2024 stating the missing status of the Flash. In a series of flashbacks, it is revealed that Joe actually became Barry's legal guardian but did not let him visit Bear, uh, Henry Allen in prison at the latter's request. Barry begins using his abilities to stop minor crimes and help citizens across the city while starting to develop debilitating side effects. While guiding Iris West, who seeks his help to do her school assignment, Barry witnesses a, ro a robbery by, crew by a crew of men but passes out while trying to stop them. The Star Labs team determines that Barry actually, because he uses because he's a speedster anyways i don't know it's a long process to sum it up his metabolism is very 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 fast and needs to ingest more calories in order to maintain his energy level the team eventually learns that there is actually just it that it's not even a crew of robbers it's just one guy denton black he has the ability to create clones of himself and it turns out that black intends to kill his former employer simon stagg who stole black's cloning research and with encouragement from joe barry goes after black and successfully stops him however Black commits suicide, and as a result, Barry accepts Joe's investigate Joe's help in the investigation of Nora's murder. Wells visits Stag, who has already become obsessed with the Flash, and plans to exploit him as he did to Black. Wells then kills Stag. Ouch! Stabs him with a fucking knife. He gets off the chair. Seven Stag's all like, "What's all this shit?" And then chink. As the police investigate the murder of one of the city's crime families, Barry suspects that the killer may be a metahuman who can control poison gases. Barry and Joe work to discover the killer's identity, and Wells and his team work to retrofit the particle accelerator into a prison for metahumans where they can begin to find a way of reversing their mutations. This brings up difficult feelings and memories for Caitlin, whose fiance, Ronnie Raymond, was killed by the explosion, and the team identifies the killer as Kyle Nimbus. They discover that Nimbus does not even control gases, but transforms into them. The team learns that Joe, the lead detective in the original case, is Nimbus's next target, and Barry races to Iron's Height Prison to save Joe's life, forcing Nimbus to overexert himself so that he can apprehend him. They lo the team locks Nimbus into a cell that they've made, and in a series of flashbacks to when the particle accelerator explode, exploded. <clears throat> We see Wells going into his hidden room and viewing a surveillance photo of, I mean, surveillance video of Barry getting struck by lightning in his lab. Wells begins testing Barry's powers and having him perform multiple tasks at super speed. In the middle of this test, of these tests, a group of men attempt to hijack an armored truck carrying around a diamond. Barry races to stop them and identifies one of the people, Leonard Snart. Felicity, Felicity Smoke from Team Arrow arrives to check on Barry after learning that he's woken from his coma. Barry introduces her to his friends at Star Labs. In order to combat the Flash, who is known as the Streak, Snart acquires stolen tech from Star Labs, which includes a cryogenic gun, a, like a freeze ray. 
Cisco reveals to Barry that he created the gun as a failsafe should Barry ever become a villain like the other metahumans they've encountered. Felicity helps him locate Snart, who sets a trap for Barry. Cisco, Caitlin, and Felicity arrive in time to save Barry, and Snart is able to escape. Joe finally accepts Iris' relationship with Eddie Thawne, his partner, and Wells demands that Cisco does not build another failsafe against Barry ever again. Barry and Felicity, you know, as we saw in the previous season, they were gonna get a little. They decide not to do anything, but, 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 but they do kiss, however, so, you know, the end about that. Snart tracks down his former partner, who has an affinity for fire, and offers him a place by Snart's side, taking back Central City from La Flash. Bet Sans Susie. She's a metahuman with the ability to turn anything she touches into an explosive. She appears in Central City while being hunted by General Wade Eiling. He is a former she is a former military explosive expert. Barry brings her to Star Labs, where the team explains to her that she was changed by the particle accelerator, which bonded bomb sharpnel to her body on a cellular level, and they cannot reverse the process. Secretly, Wells convinces Betty to kill Eiling. Barry raises to stop her, and Eiling shoots her, who dies after mentioning Wells' name. Her body turns into a bomb, and Barry speeds off with a body and drops into the river to save the city from a massive explosion. Eiling visits Wells and demands that they work together once again, this time to collect metahumans. Wells refuses and warns Eiling to never return to Star Labs. Meanwhile, Barry ends his friendship with Iris after she refuses to take his advice on not writing about the streak. In a series of flashbacks set five years previously, we see Whale, uh, la la la, General Eiling and Wells ending their, re ending their experiment. Eiling leaves and Wells walks to the cage and tells what seems to be Gorilla Grodd that he has plans for him. Oh no! Gorilla Grodd, monkey, ooh ooh, ah ah. <clears throat> Barry speeds off to stop his car thief, but the thief's skin turns to steel, and Barry breaks his hand while punching. He runs back to the lab before he can be hurt further, and the thief is identified as Tony Woodward, Barry's childhood bully. Back at the lab, Cisco determines that if Barry can hit Woodward at a specific velocity at right angle, then he can create enough force to compromise Woodward's metal structure. Woodward kidnaps Iris and demands that she writes about him, and Barry arrives and manages to temporarily temporarily disable Woodward's abilities. After Afterwards, Woodward is locked away at the Star Labs pipeline and finds out that Barry is a Flash. The name Iris begins to use in her blog as well on the advice of Barry, who reconciled with her. Meanwhile, Joe continues to investigate Nora's murder and gets suspicious of Harrison Wells, who opens Star Labs one month after Nora's murder, but Wells states that he came to Central City because of his wife's death. Joe, convinced that Wells is not involved, is visited by the mysterious second speedster that killed Nora, stealing the case file and threatening Iris' life if Joe does not drop his investigation. Wells returns to a secret room where it is revealed that he's been documenting Barry's abilities and using his artificial intelligence, Gideon, to look at events in the future. Barry arrives at the crime scene where the victim was murdered via electrocution and charred beyond recognition. Suggesting that a metahuman was involved, Barry investigates the victim's identity and the team identifies a power in the city in the process. When Barry arrives, he gets attacked by Farouk Gibran, a man who can who has the ability to siphon electrical energy. The attack drains Barry of his speed, and Gideon reveals to Wells that there are currently no references to the Flash in the future at all. 
Wells realizes that Barry's problem is psychological, and Gibran attacks Star Labs, kills Woodward, and life and Wells' life is put in danger, forcing Barry to overcome his fear, connect to his speed, and kill Gibran. Meanwhile, William Talkman starts a hostage crisis at the CCPD and critically shoots Eddie, but Ma Iris manages to stop him and he's rearrested. Wells sees that the timeline is safe and takes a sample of Gibran's blood to determine how he was able to drain Barry's abilities. <clears throat> Alright, crossover episode, yeah. Eddie proposes a task force to hunt down the Flash. A new metahuman by the name of Roy Bivolo shows up to, with the ability to send people into an uncontrollable rage. This uses the he uses the ability to rob a bank. Oliver Queen, aka the Green Arrow, visits Central City and informs Barry that him and his team are tracking a killer who can use lethal boomerangs. Barry and Oliver agree to team up and catch each other's targets. Barry decides to go after Bivolo himself, and Bivolo uses his abilities on Barry, but because of Barry's powers, it makes the effects last longer. Oliver tries to stop Barry, and the two engage in a fight until Wells and Joe use color strobe lights to reset Barry's emotional state. In the aftermath, Barry and Oliver capture Bivolo and place him in the Star Labs prison. Eddie's task force is established after he gets his ass handed to himself by The Flash. Barry confirms Oliver's belief that he has a lot to learn, and Oliver tells him to stay away from Iris, whom Barry is in love with. Ouch. He's like, hey man, guys like us don't get the girl. That hurts. That hurts. Hold the line. Love isn't always a time. I'm joking. Okay, that's I'm, I'm getting way out of control. Anyways, um, where was I? Right, Iris decides to enter support of the Flash because she saw Eddie get his ass handed to him by the Flash, and Oliver asks Barry's team to keep his alter egos a secret. A new metahuman who is able to manipulate fire appears in Central City. At the same time, the yellow-suited speedster who murdered Nora Allen returns in search of Mercury Lab's tachyon particle. Barry encounters the reverse Flash and engages him but is swiftly defeated, with the villain insulting him and saying that him and Barry have been lifelong enemies. Ronnie is revealed as the flame-controlling metahuman, who is, and as it turns out, he's suffering from memory loss after having survived the particle explosion. Per Henry, on the advice of Henry, Barry confesses his love for Iris before the tachyon particle technology is used as bait to lure the reverse flash into a trap. The villain manages to escape, however, and proceeds to attack Wells and the police. Mysteriously sparing Eddie before engaging in Barry again, Ronnie appears and fends off the reverse flash before they flee the scene. Joe tells Eddie about metahumans and asks him to keep it a secret. Cisco realizes that there were actually two speedsters in Barry's house that night. No, sorry, there were two speedsters in Barry's house the night Nora died. Wells enters his secret room and reveals the Flash suit in a hidden chamber and places a stolen Tekken device on it and speaks in the villainer's distorted voice, revealing himself to be <gasps> the Reverse Flash. Oh no, Wells! Why would you do? Why would you do such an atrocity? All right, we'll tell you why he did such an atrocity in about three or four episodes. All right, cool. Anyways, um. Barry works on improving his speed through various training exercises, and Leonard Snart just so happens to return to Central City with a cold gun and a new partner this time, Mick Rory. They're here to set a trap for him. Barry discovers it and agrees with Wells not to engage Snart in the hope that he goes away and no one gets hurt like last time. Snart and Rory, however, 
kidnap Kaylin and force Barry out of hiding with Rory rocking this cool gun that emits absolute hot temperatures. Oh, yeah, it's basically a flamethrower. Cisco and Barry find a way to defeat Snart and Rory, and the Flash faces this duo in the city for a showdown, exposing himself to the public for the first time. Barry eventually gets them to cross streams with Eddie's help, successfully damaging the weapons and disabling the pair who are arrested with the guns and delivered to Star Labs. While in transport to Iron Heights, however, Snart and Rory are broken out by Snart's sister. Caitlin investigates the cause of Ronnie's transformation and finds out that the army is actually covering up the incident. Iris moves in with Eddie and Barry decides to move back in with Joe. While at home, Wells receives a threatening call from an unidentified person before using his super speed to save his life from an attempt. Wells informs Barry and the other team that the caller was Hartley Rathaway, a former protege. Rathaway begins attacking his family's business with Sonic Blast, and after Barry stops him, Hathaway reveals that he knows a secret of Wells, who states that Rathaway warned him about the particle accelerator explosion. Wells chose to risk it, however, because of the rewards. Cisco discovers that Rathaway, Rathaway intentionally got caught so he could steal information from Star Labs that would allow him to identify the frequency of Barry's molecules so that he can fucking kill him, because, you know, that's what bad guys do. A trap set by Rathaway starts sh shredding Barry's organs. Wells manages to disable Rathaway's weapons, and Joe has Eddie start an investigation into Wells. Rathaway, who is imprisoned back in the particle accelerator, reveals to Cisco that he knows where Ronnie is and how to save him. In a secret room, Wells uses the tachyon technology to temporarily recharge speed force energy. In the aftermath, Iris starts working as a journalist and realizes that she was only hired because they wanted her to write about the Flash. Ouch. Sucks when you meet your idol, don't it? <clears throat> Anyways, a woman with the ability to teleport to any location she can see breaks into Iron Heights and frees her boyfriend, Clay Parker. The Star Labs team identifies a woman as Shauna Baez, and in order to help Barry... Henry decides to track down leads in Iron Heights and finds out that Parker owed money to a local crime boss and is planning a heist to pay back. Barry learns the location of the heist, finds Baez and Parker, and is able to capture her after removing all the lights in the tunnel, effectively making her unable to teleport without being able to see. Parker manages to escape, however, and Cisco brings Rathaway out of his cell so, the la so that the latter can show the truth about Ronnie. Rathaway reveals that Dr. Martin Stein, a nuclear physicist who developed research into a firestorm project, focused on transmutating elements, and he was at Star Labs the day of the explosion. Rathaway reveals that during the explosion, Ronnie and Dr. Stein merged before he can escape Cisco's custody, however. Barry starts dating Iris' colleague, Linda Park, and Henry insinuates to Barry that he knows Barry's alter ego. Meanwhile, two city workers get attacked by Grodd. Barry and Caitlin find Ronnie and Stein alive and say, oh shit, hold up, I went too far. Whoa, 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 okay. The team attempts to track Stein's whereabouts after he attacks a scientist, and they convince Stein to come into coming back into, to Star Labs for testing. Wells discovers that Ronnie and Stein's atoms are in conflict, and if it continues, they will become nuclear. Stein leaves for his, to a secluded location for to safely explode without any casualties. Barry and Caitlin arrive to use a device Wells made from the tachyon to separate the bodies, but it apparently doesn't work and the duo escapes the explosion. This alerts General Wade Eiling, who orders a team to recover Firestorm. Meanwhile, Joe enlists the help of Cisco to help identify Nora's murderer. The duo searches the house and finds blood from two people behind 
uh, of two people behind some new wallpaper. Joe asks Cisco to compare the blood to Wells, and Cisco runs the blood and informs Joe that while neither is from Wells, one of them is from an adult Barry. In the meantime, Barry, I mean Linda believes that Barry is actually still in love with Iris, but he proves to Linda that he now loves her and not Iris. You know, man, looking back on it, Linda got away. Barry, you should have kept her, man. Fuck Iris. Her's a character, not the actress. Relax. Don't, don't, don't. I don't need to be canceled. Barry and Caitlin find Ronnie and Stein alive and separated. Eiling also finds out and reveals his finding, and Joe reveals his findings to Barry. Ronnie and Stein realize that their minds are partially connected. Wells visits Eiling, who reveals that he knows Barry's alter ego and demands the Firestorm project. Wells gives up Stein, who is tortured by Eiling, until Barry and Ronnie save him. Ronnie and Stein reunite by tacking on peace to survive the military onslaught. The duo gains enough control to be able to merge and separate on command. They decide to leave Central City to stay ahead of Eiling and learn more about their new powers. As a reverse flash, Wells, Wells kidnaps Eiling and brings him into the sewer, revealing himself to Eiling and allows Grodd, who is displaying his psychic abilities, to drag Eiling deeper into the sewer. Iris's colleague Iris' colleague, Mason Bridge, tells her his belief that Wells deliberately caused the Star Labs explosion. Iris expects that Caitlin's activities are sorry, Iris suspects Caitlin's activities and decides to help Mason with his investigation. Barry tells Joe that he will travel back in time again to save Nora, but intends to succeed by learning the mistakes in his previous attempt. Mark Martin collides older brother. Uh, returns to Central City to avenge Clyde's death. Eddie and Linda get jealous of the intimacy between Barry and Iris, and Mason shares his knowledge that Wells kills Stag with Iris and Barry, who tells Cisco and Caitlin, who begins to believe Joe was right about Wells, so he recheck, rechecks the containment field, and he failed to hold a reverse flash in. Wells arrives and reveals himself to be <gasps> Eobard Thawne, a relative of Eddie and a man in, from the future who can who came back in time to kill Barry and has since been stranded in the present day. Don also explains that he is pushing Barry to get stronger so that he can use Barry's powers to return to his time. He murders Cisco to protect his secret. Ouch. Martin kidnaps Joe and forces him to watch as Martin creates a tsunami in order to kill Iris. Barry reveals the secret identity of Iris just after they admit the romantic feelings for each other. In order to save the city, Barry runs back and forth across the coastline to create a barrier against the tsunami. Fortunately, however, he runs so fast that he goes back to the time back to the day before what Donald warns Barry not to change any event for fear that he will create a bigger problem. Barry does not listen and instead captures Martin and puts him in the particle accelerator. Snart and Rory return to Central City. Snart sends his sister, Lisa, after Cisco, whom they force to rebuild the cold and heat guns and a third gun shooting gold for Lisa by threatening to kill Cisco's brother, Dante. Iris rejects Barry's romantic approach and Eddie fucking punches the shit out of him. Barry realizes that Don was right about not to manipulate the timeline. Cisco returns and reveals that Snart forced him to reveal the Flesh's to identity. Barry goes after Snart and the two come to a truce. Snart doesn't reveal Barry's identity and he doesn't kill any innocent people and stay away from Barry's loved ones in exchange for Barry not locking him away in the particle accelerator. Caitlin tells Eddie and Iris that Barry is suffering from a psychosis as a result of the lightning, the making the duo reconcile with him and settling the tension. The reverse flash kills Mason, destroys evidence linking Thawne to Stag's death, and Mason's vanishing causes Barry to accept Joe Joe that to accept that Joe was right about Wells. This this Wells fella. Who is this Wells fella? I, I don't know. Do you do you guys know? <clears throat> what 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 what's what was the problem with this Wells fella? Anyways, 
Barry and Joe go after this terrorist by the name of Axel Walker, who is using the alias Trickster. Walker sets off a diversion for the Flash and breaks James Jesse, the original Trickster from 20 years ago, out of prison. Jesse and Walker attempt to extort patrons of fundraisers by poisoning them and ransoming the antidote. When the Flash arrives, Jesse and Walker fit him with a bomb that will detonate if he stops moving. Don coaches Barry on how to vibrate his molecules so that he can face through objects, which removes the bomb. Barry provides an antidote to all the patrons before capturing Jesse and Walker. The Flash reveals his identity to Eddie and convinces him to keep it from Iris. Uh, sorry, to keep Iris from investigating Mason's disappearance. Barry tells Iris that and Joe that Wells is the Reverse Flash. In a series of flashbacks, after failing to kill young Barry, the Reverse Flash escapes only to lose his speed. Gideon informs him that traveling through time has drained his powers. Don kills Harrison Wells and steals his appearance so that he can an identity so that he can develop the particle accelerator sooner and return to his timeline. Barry works in conjunction with Joe and Eddie to stop crimes across the city. An engineering professor is killed by a swarm of bees at a university, and while the team searches for the metahuman that can control bees, Felicity arrives with her boyfriend, Ray Palmer, who is looking for assistance to approve his Adam Sue. The team attacks... Uh, tracks another bee attack, but Barry is too late and is attacked by the swarm. The team captures one of the bees, which turns out to be a robot, and their suspect is just a scientist from Mercury Labs by the name of Bree Larvin. She's targeting other former employees. During the next bee attack, Barry goes after Larvin while Ray attempts to stop the bees from killing Dr. Tina McGee. Felicity disables the robots, and Barry captures Larvin. Tina tells Barry that Wells' personality changed after the demise of his wife. Iris threatens to break up with Eddie if he does not share his secret. Wow, what a wow. Barry informs Caitlin and Cisco about Wells. She does not want to believe it, but Cisco does, revealing that he has been having dreams in which in which uh in which he sees his final moments with Thon in the alternate timeline. Barry and Eddie track a metahuman by the name of Hannibal Bates, who can shape shift into anyone he touches. Bates takes Eddie's shape and frames him for murder. Bates knocks Barry unconscious and assumes his form, but Thon realizes the truth and prevents Bates from killing Caitlin and Iris. Bates manages to escape, and Caitlin develops a serum to suppress Bates' power. This allows Barry to defeat him and clear Eddie's name. Iris reconciles with Eddie, who reveals his cooperation with the Flash. Bates is locked in the particle accelerator. Joe and Sisko decide to investigate the car accident seen in Starling City where Wells' wife died. With the help of Captain Quinn Lance, yeah, the bald guy from Arrow, Sisko, well, he's not bald yet for you guys. Caitlin and, Sis Caitlin and Joe locate a buried corpse near the crash site. Sisko modifies a sonic device for Laurel, and Joe advises Quentin to reconcile with her. After a series of tests confirm the corpse is the real Wells, Barry, Caitlin, and Sisko locate Thon's secret room at Star Labs. They find both the Reverse's Flash costume and the newspaper article from the year 2024. Barry begins to talk to Gideon and learns about his battle with the Reverse Flash in the future, as well as key moments in his life that include marrying Iris, a promotion at the CCPD, and the creation of Gideon. With the, with the help of Guy Tech Goggles, the team reawakens Sisko's memories of his alternate timeline death and the secrets Wells confessed. The team regroups at Joe's house, where Barry reveals his recent time travel and explains his plan to lure Thon to confess to killing Nora. To trap Thon, Sisko reverses the polarity of his containment field to protect himself, while Caitlin films the interaction to catch Thon's confession. The trap fails, Joe shoots Thon before he can kill Sisko, and Thon dies. However, 
His body transforms to handle the baits. Don himself then calls the team, revealing that he was always aware of the actions because he had them under constant surveillance. Reverse Flash goes after Iris, but Barry arrives, and this forces Don to only kidnap Eddie. Iris finds out about the Flash's identity, and Thawne reveals his relation to Eddie. Flashbacks reveal the aftermath of Barry being struck by lightning, and Thawne convincing Joe to let him save Barry's life and promising to a comatose Barry that he will die. <laughs> because that's what bad guys do. <clears throat> okay, while looking for Eddie and Eobard, Barry confronts a would-be thief at the Gold Reserve before being disoriented by an unknown psychological attack. Back at Star Labs, Iris confronts Barry about being the Flash. He is able to stop a thief who turns out to be Eiling, mind-controlled by Grodd. With lead from Iris, Barry, Joe, and Sisko head into the sewers to look for Grodd. The trio realize that Grodd is getting smarter and larger, and during an attack, Joe gets kidnapped by Grodd. Sisko and Kaylin build Barry a device that'll help, Grodd's effect, that'll help prevent Grodd's effect. The device works, but it gets damaged in the Fight. Barry is able to fight off Grodd's psychic attack and trick him into jumping in front of an oncoming train. Eiling is freed and Iris reveals her feelings but Barry but states that her choice is to be with Eddie. Okay. Where was I? Grodd is revealed to be alive and roaming the streets and Thon works on a device that will allow him to return to his own time. He reveals to Eddie, Iris, and Barry's marriage in the future. Don completes the device and is revealed to be hiding in a secret chamber inside Star Labs. Sisko discovers that Eobard has been supercharging his speed in the wheelchair, which is why he's so much faster than Barry. The particle accelerator gets reactivated by Eobard, who has managed to repair it. The team is able to find and rescue Eddie, who ends his relationship with Iris. Worried that metahumans imprisoned inside the particle accelerator will be killed when it reaches its full power, the team plans to relocate them to Oliver's prison on Lian Yu, Mandarin for Purgatory. In order to set up a, a safe transport, Barry requests Leonard's help. Leonard agrees, but only after Barry erases all of Snart's criminal records. Leonard and Lisa sabotage the transport and allow the metahumans to escape, killing Simmons, however. Eobard arrives back at the lab just as the accelerator fully charges. Barry, Firestorm, and Oliver all meet up outside to, arrive to fight the reverse flash. They coordinate their efforts, and Oliver is able to stop him with a nanite injection that disables Eobard's speed and knocks him out. Oliver leaves after informing Barry of an upcoming help request. That's a little small crossover that'll be in the Arrow Season 3 finale. Be sure to watch that episode if it hasn't come out yet. Barry visits Thon in the Particle Accelerator, where Thon reveals that he killed Nora because of hating the Flash, whose future self saved him. Eobard requests Barry to help create a wormhole where Thon can return to his time, while also allowing Barry to save Nora. Caitlin and Ronnie get married, and Eobard tells Sisko that the latter's ability to recall future to recall events of an alternate timeline was acquired from the particle accelerator explosion. Barry decides to go through with Don's offer and states that Barry will only have a short time, or else the wormhole will become black hole. Barry travels back in time, but his future self signals him not to save Nora. The present returns and stops Nora from returning to his time. The two fight while the team shuts down the wormhole. Thawne prevails, but before he can kill Barry, Eddie shoots himself, causing Thawne's existence to cease. The wormhole reappears, and the team is unable to prevent him from becoming a black hole. The black hole begins tearing the city apart, pulling Eddie inside. And in the final scene, Barry speeds into it in an effort to stop it, and boom! That, my friends, is The Flash, season one. Wow. Talk about that ending. All right, folks. Get straight into the rating. I want to. Uh, I want to wrap this up real quick. 
All right, on a scale of one to 10, I have to give The Flash season one a... Easily a nine out of 10. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me. The same show who has a seventh season with a rating of three out of 10 has their first season be a nine out of 10. Yes. Yes, it's it exists, all right? And you know why? Because, well, the first season, it's just so damn good, man. It, there's no other better season in this franchise, in the in this universe, than I, I, I'd have to say maybe an early season of Arrow or season five of Arrow or just any other first season of any other CW show, really. That's the only thing stopping this from becoming stopping this season from becoming the best season in the entire Arrowverse. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just it, this is a season that I wish I could have watched over again for the first time because that's how good it was, all right? The story itself, amazing. Spacer had his mother murdered, discovers that he's actually part of the reason why she was fucking murdered. That 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 paradox is so fucking weird at, and so cool at the same time. Like, like, not paradox, fucking. Those kind of scenarios are so weird, but at the same time, so fucking cool. Like, whoa, like, you're trying to prevent this, but at the same time, you know, you're the one that caused the shit in the first place. Like, whoa, you know? Um, but... I, yeah, no, great story, great fucking story from the characters to how it ends. It's just twists and turns, and it's just something that you know just keeps you glued to your seat. It's something. It's a, it's one of those shows that you just want to fucking binge watch within like three days. There's like it's a twenty three episode season, forty minutes each. Fucking binge watch that shit in like three days, maybe even less. Who knows? It's. it's 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 just one of those shows. It's one of those shows that if you're looking for new shows, this that this is the one. If you want to have one of those binge watches, this is the one. Um. Fuck, I'm getting way, I'm getting out of control. Um, the acting. All right, I'm not kissing ass. I'm not crushing on him. But Grant Gustin can fucking act his ass off. If you think otherwise, then you need to get the fuck out of here. But this Grant, great job, man. Great port- portrayal of Barry Allen. I don't even like Ezra Miller, bro. I don't even like Ezra Miller's Barry Allen because he's just so fuck. He just sounds and looks so fucking obnoxious. But I know he isn't. But he just looks and sounds so fucking obnoxious. And it's just someone I don't really want to fucking watch on the big screen for like two fucking hours. So, um, yeah. But you know, Grant Gustin, fuck. <sighs> fucking fine ass flash bro um yeah no acting you know in terms of emotion the anger the tears all that shit it's good you know it's 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 pretty much something that you would expect from the cw show um i really like the music the soundtrack for this shit there's always something for it whether it be a funny moment a serious moment a sad moment there's always music for it and that's what i fucking love about this show there's always music for it all right it doesn't matter what scenario you're in it could be a fucking love love making scene a shooting scene soundtracks for this for these shows are fucking out of this world out of this world 
Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, one thing I really didn't fucking like, what's stopping me from giving this a fucking 10, a perfect 10, is the 2.5 points I take away from it, which would be the CGI. I do understand that, you know, um, this is a low-budget CW show. Um, life isn't good for these people, so, you know, you could cut them some slack on that CGI. But I mean, you know, it, it's not that bad. But it's bad, but not that bad. But yeah, it's bad. Um, another thing I really fucking hated about this, and it's a recurring thing, it's a recurring, you know, problem, even in the later seasons, is the lack, like, the lack of. What's the word I'm looking for? The lack of attention they give Barry, bro. It's the Flash. They call it the Flash for a fucking reason, not Team Star Labs and the Flash. No, it's the Flash. The Flash only. The Flash. Barry Allen, fastest man alive, had his mom murdered when he was a kid. That kind of Barry Allen. That's the Barry Allen we're talking about. Hold up, my mics. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of Barry Allen we're talking about, bro. Not, you know, fucking Irish West. No, 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 no. Barry Allen only, you know. Okay, okay. But, I'm sorry, but, yeah, I had to point it out, you know. I did this, this show would actually be good if it actually centered on the fucking Flash. But, you know, fortunately, you know, they don't exactly do that. But, um, let's see. What else is next? Mm, there really isn't much else to say about it, you know. The acting was great, the story was great, the villain's great, heroes great, characters, alright. Um... Like, Iris' character is just so fucking annoying. <sighs> really hate the writers for ruining that, you know? Um, aside from that, I don't really have to complain much about other characters. It does suck, however, that a lot of these characters are gradually downgraded with the with the uh, with the course of uh the seasons like like joe who got downgraded a lot cisco mega caitlin oh my god don't even get me started on her iris yeah she's always been like this uh harrison wells the versions afterwards they got better and better if i'm honest except for sherlock wells sherlock was kind of annoying i couldn't really understand jack shit he was saying but to be fair he was french so yeah uh but you know overall the characters they were very great really great but you know it just sucks to see how downgraded they become uh with the course of the seasons and you know of course we saw eddie thon fucking shoot himself right now uh so you know he's not coming back um although i am hyped for him to see him return once again in the eighth season uh i hope at some point they use him as cobat blue they have to use him as cobat blue if they don't use him as cobat blue cw fuck you fuck you fuck you i hope you pieces of shit fucking run hell because of that um but yeah that pretty much concludes our review ladies and gentlemen nine out of ten let me know what you guys think all right so before we go ladies and gentlemen i want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support it means a lot really so keep it up and most of all tell everybody everybody yes everybody folks all right and most and stay warm too all right it's november we see it's getting chilly it's getting windy you know i want to fucking pack an extra socks an extra pair of socks or two you know uh get some gloves a beanie some nice hot chocolate you can actually start buying the pumpkin spice lattes um yeah, that, that, I don't know. Just, just, just stay warm, folks. Um, 
Thank you guys all so much for listening. Spread this word. Tell everybody. And most of all, keep those plays up. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys all so much for listening. And take care. Don't do a good drive. And uh, <laughs> let me know what you guys think. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.